More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the second hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Lines are open, 800-282-2882, 800-282-2882. Remember, go to clayandbuck.com. Please subscribe to being a EIB 24-7 member, a supporter. Clay and I do videos and some behind-the-scenes stuff there, and there's special email address and all kinds of good stuff. And if you have not already, follow us on our various social media platforms. If you're on Facebook, you should be following facebook.com slash bucksexton. If you're on Twitter, follow Clay at Clay Travis. And we have some national security news to get into. First of all, North Korea fired off some... Uh, North Korea fired off a missile. South Korea fired off a missile. Hmm. We can... Break a bit of that down for you. This is usually North Korea wants attention. That's what that is. North Korea wants the whole international community to go into a, a short frenzy of, oh, my gosh, North Korea's missiles are scary and getting worse. Reminder that no one has yet figured out how to get them to stop doing the things that they do. No, no administration has yet been successful in getting North Korea to open up, to stop being the totalitarian nightmare that it is. We can spend more time than in a moment, but Clay and I yesterday were talking to you about General Milley, and this guy's gotten a lot of attention because of the Bob Woodward book that is out now, Apparel, I believe it's called. And see, here we are. This you get the whole news cycle. You get everyone talking about this guy's book. It's amazing marketing, but he does have quite a scoop, and the scoop, if you recall, revolves around conversations between General Milley and the Chinese. People's Liberation Army uh, equivalent, right? The, their version of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff about how Donald Trump might be so outlandish, crazy, reckless, dangerous that he would start a war with China. But don't worry, General Milley, and this is the part they always leave out, General Milley would reach out to China to say, we're going to attack you or not going to attack you, and you can trust me. Forget about what the commander-in-chief, Donald Trump at the time, may be saying Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has taken a line. It sounds very much uh, in line with what we said here on the show yesterday, Clay, 
that the idea that there was a threat of war with China and Milley needed to even have this conversation is absurd. All this has as a predicate this idea that somehow there was this fear. There was there was a cabinet member running around concerned that Donald Trump was going to engage in some kind of rogue activity or some kind of act of war to sort of lash out. This never happened. It's just it's, it's just patently absurd. And so the entire predicate for all of this assessment that Woodward has now laid out in his book, we'll, we'll see what turns out. But make no mistake about it, during that entire time, the entire time I served, all four years, we conducted orderly foreign policy. We had a national security team that was working hard to make sure that we made the best decisions we possibly could. This is, uh, look, I saw uh, Senator Duckworth from Illinois come out and say effectively that she was troubled by this. She's, of course, formerly in the military. And I don't see how anyone can have heard these allegations, have read this story in any way, and not be troubled at the highest level about it. And we really need, and we'll talk to Ted Cruz about this because he has tweeted about this as well. We're going to primarily focus on the border but we're going to talk with Ted Cruz about this as well because General Milley needs to have to sit down in front of the Senate and answer questions about what he was doing and why he was doing it. Now, the Pentagon has tried to release a statement, Buck. We read it yesterday, I believe, saying that he did nothing improper. But also yesterday, and I'm surprised this didn't get more attention, but I think uh, it probably should have, the acting defense secretary said this was done without his knowledge, that it violated chain of command, and that General Milley should have to resign because of it. And remember, this doesn't even need us to examine his disastrous management of what went on in Afghanistan. This is totally separate from that, but indicative of him violating what I think is the most sacrosanct prohibition that exists in the United States, which is the military... It exist at the command of the commander-in-chief, who is a civilian. And that is by design, and he directly challenged that by his actions. We saw with James Comey, somebody who was a narcissistic political actor posing as a guardian of the republic who was beyond reproach, and anybody who wasn't suffering from Trump derangement syndrome saw that lanky weirdo for what he really was, but there were a lot of people who bought into it because they hated Trump so much. But remember, his whole posturing initially, before he was showing up at Democrat fundraisers, McCabe too, by the way, his deputy, there were close buddies at the FBI, we figured out that that was a guy who was very partisan, wrapping himself in the the cover of somebody who was actually just doing the job. When you look at General Milley, and some of the surrounding circumstances here, it increasingly looks like this is a guy who was in his heart, in his mind, a partisan leftist. I mean, Clay, he apologized for appearing with President Trump in Lafayette Square back in June when the BLM riots were going on. And that was actually not a President Trump photo op. There was a full investigation. That was a lie by the media that they cleared the square so Trump could walk there and take a photo. That was not true. But Milley apologized for even being present uh he has expressed public support for the black lives matter protest slash riots remember those riots are good the january 6th riot is bad he also while there's these long established protocols about the you know nuclear chain of command there are allegations made in the wall street journal here they go through the book in detail 
that Clay, he might have set up this special chain of command that Millie might have done this after phone calls with Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is not the commander in chief. Thank God. <laughs> I'm just I, sorry. I'm just picturing Nancy Pelosi as the commander in chief and uh, picturing her kneeling in the Ghanaian uh, garb like uh, like I mean, what a joke she is. And uh, but anyway, the, 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 the general Millie uh, focus here, I think, again, what is so amazing about this buck is not only that he did it. But that either he or people close to him bragged that he did it to Bob Woodward. Like, nobody would have even known that this happened. Not only did he potentially commit a court martialable offense, but he was so proud of doing it that he bragged about it. This is like you get away with a crime, right? If you're a bank robber, you get away with robbing the bank, and then you so want credit for the brilliance of your bank robbery that you then do an interview so people know how you did the bank robbery. It's, it's also really amazing levels of conceit and also believing that you are above the law and above your station in life and that your military oath doesn't even matter. Right. Well, that's that's what I what I wanted to to add to here, Clay. And that's the principles that are at work all of a sudden disappear because it has to do with Trump. Right. The orange man, bad mentality override so many things we would like to believe it wouldn't override law enforcement, the Department of Justice at the highest level. We saw that was not true with Comey and McCabe and other people who were honestly humiliated insofar as they violated the oaths of their positions, in some cases with actual sanction, like McCabe, of course, who was fired and Comey who was fired. But we hoped that this would not have infected the military in this way. But Mike Pompeo, who is a veteran, as well as being the former CIA director and former secretary of state, made it very clear that this was, in fact, a usurpation. Unconstitutional, incomprehensible, and completely out of line for any military leader. Certainly someone who's in the role that the chief of staff is in. You've described it, uh, Greg Jarrett described it too. He's just simply an advisor. He's not in the chain of command for operational activity. So th this, would, this would be dangerous and uh, an usurpation of authority that is historically anomalous. And we should make sure that we, as quickly as we can, figure out if General Milley spoke to Woodward himself. We should find out if uh, General Milley is prepared to testify. We can do it tomorrow or the next day to get clarity about what General Milley said. I don't know the DOD's policy, uh, Sean, exactly on whether there would be a transcript of this phone call, but I promise you there were note takers in the room. Uh, I am very confident that that conversation can be reconstructed. If, if you had a senior military leader who was simply an advisor. We need answers, man. They, you know, they hold hearings over things on Capitol Hill far less significant than whether or not the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff created an extra constitutional communication channel around the commander in chief having to do with a possible military or even nuclear first strike. That's a big deal. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think the, the big deal that we talked about as this story emerged, and you know this better than most having been in intelligence, is imagine how this back channel conversation scrambles all Chinese analysis of American power and how that can then lead to a further miscalculation in the event, or heck, maybe it helps to explain the uh, the aggressiveness towards Hong Kong. Maybe it helps to explain the aggressiveness towards uh, Taiwan. Is that 
we have so neutered ourselves and our own president in private conversations with China that Chinese leadership knows that America doesn't have the backbone to stand up to them at all. And certainly that's the case with Joe Biden, who frankly doesn't have the backbone to hardly stand up and answer 10 minutes of questions from the media without getting his mic cut off or without being told that he shouldn't be doing it. Want to hear from all of you on this one, 800-282-2882 on the lines and come back more on Millie, the national security deep state and what it means for us going forward. Plus the border, which is an issue that Clay and I like to try to focus on because the mainstream media, uh, pardon me, the Democrat aligned corporate media, because why do we say they're mainstream? Uh, the Democrat media doesn't want you to know that right now there are thousands and thousands of apprehended illegal immigrants crowded under highway overpasses all bunched in together are they covid testing them are they releasing them in the united states is there any real process to deal with this don't ask any asking any questions is racist of course as you know if you ask any questions at our southern border not allowed the media will say you're racist but we've got the numbers on that and senator ted cruz will be joining in the third hour 205 eastern time to be with us on that and other issues including millie here one of the many things we talk about when it comes to gold is protection. Protection is important for your portfolio. And gold is used by so many people who are interested in protecting their savings or their IRA account by adding gold into it. Now there's an easy way to buy actual gold and take physical possession of it like you might with cash. Or you can buy it within your IRA too. My partners at Oxford Gold Group make both methods easy. There's nothing like taking physical possession of gold and holding it in your hands. Then you safely store it or you keep it locked in your filing cabinet, in your safe, wherever you want to keep your most valuable possessions, you put your gold right in there with it. The Oxford Gold Group did that for me this year. They made it so easy. So if you think buying real gold is complicated, my friends at the Oxford Gold Group are who you need to call. They'll explain everything to you. Having real gold delivered to your home or having real gold as part of your IRA, it's just a phone call away with Oxford Gold. Call them at 833-404-GOLD and learn how you can have real gold in your IRA and delivered to your door. Call Oxford at 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We got some lines lit here. Let's get to it. Jim in North Brockford, Illinois. What's up, Jim? Hey, guys. Doing a great job. Thank I just you. wanted to throw in a, interject a point on this General Milley deal. I mean, I just want to know, let's take this one step further. If he had called China and said that he was willing to give them an advance notice on any type of conflict, nuclear or even anything big conventionally, I mean, what was his next step? To take over as a coup to actually run the thing? I mean, he's now taking the controls out of the president of the United States' hands. And I mean, and if it was, I, I understand side, that. Thanks, thanks for the call. I understand that argument. I, I don't think he's going to be effectively staging a coup, right? Like as as in trying to get soldiers to line up behind him. But the functional nature of what he's doing is effectively putting his own military judgment above that of the commander in chief, which directly contradicts the hierarchy of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs and is a direct attack upon the constitutional nature of the government. There's a difference between that and, you know, I, I but, think but you Clay, would draw the line at, like, bringing caller, soldiers if, if you in. play it out, okay, let's let's say that the unthinkable, I mean, the truly unthinkable happened, and Trump did give some order for, you know, there needs to be a strike on the Chinese fleet in the South China Sea, right? Let's say Trump yeah. did that. And then Milley says no. Okay, well, what, you know, how does, where does that go, I right? Think, because I think the answer is probably that because Milley serves under the defense secretary, that Trump would have the defense secretary order Milley to do that. The bigger issue is, though, we don't know that Milley's espionage or subterfuge would have ever been uncovered, right? Because let's say that we are decide we're going to strike a ship. It's a good example in the South, South China Sea. And then Milley gives that knowledge to the Chinese. First of all, they could be sitting there waiting to fire back at us before we get there. They could preemptively attack us. We would not necessarily know how they became aware it, of this going on. It, it all sounds so crazy. But uh, what, yes. what I just meant is that in a world where you're crazy enough to believe that Trump would do this, how do we know that you're not also crazy enough to say that there needs, you know, the 25th Amendment needs to be invoked and, you know, you're going to make some declaration. I mean, if you think that Trump, all I'm trying to say is if you really believe, as apparently Millie did, that Trump would launch a war with China because he was in a bad mood. Yes. You're, you'll believe anything and you're willing to probably do anything then in the idea, in the service of what you think is saving your country. So I, I think that's Well, not very, only that, he's, bra I, I come back to the fact that he's bragging or his inner well, circle is. is as if he's a hero. Which is not also, as I've said, I think you're going to see it's not a bad move. He's going to give it, give it six months. This guy will be at the Aspen Institute 
and and every uh, every lib who watches Tapper and Maddow will be cheering for what what a hero he is. Jim in North Bro- oh no, sorry, we just had Jim, right? We got uh, Mike in Barkhamstead, Connecticut. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, I'll tell you what. I want to tell you one thing real quick is when Rush passed away, man, I was like devastated. I said we got nothing now, and they couldn't have picked a better replacement than you guys. We appreciate well, that's that. That's really kind Thank of you. So we, we're just, we're just trying to keep the fight going. I'm in a Democratic state of Connecticut. God bless me, anyways. But a uh, qu- couple quick hits. Uh, I think the head of the snake in this whole thing, I think Millie needs to be prosecuted. But why doesn't Nancy Pelosi show up in every single investigation? <laughs> it's a great she question. Needs to be investigated. And it's a great question. Your next, segment, your next segment coming up, and then I'll let you guys go on with this. The CDC said two weeks ago they have to stop the flights from Afghanistan or settle them back because of diseases. Well, what about the people coming in at the border? Then why aren't we doing that there? Yeah, aren't, and I think they're worried about measles or something like that from Afghanistan. Uh, thank you, by the way. Mike, they aren't call, testing anybody know, at the border. Right, the, Remember, there was that snarky Jin Saki response when it was pointed out. The the border is a giant open door of future Democrat voters. Afghanistan, that whole situation. Yeah, people might say that a lot of them will uh, will end up voting Democrat, but they're they're not as willing to go to the extreme lengths they are to ignore common sense, ignore what they're doing to the American people in terms of the testing and regulations. The border, Clay, they want to keep this highway. Look, they want to keep the highway of illegals flowing. They they don't want it to stop. Well, they're trying under their three point five trillion dollar budget bill, Buck, which hasn't gotten a lot of attention to get millions of additional citizens in they're going to see whether or not it fits the bill under budget reconciliation it's a massive mess a part of this deal also a mess getting online without using express vpn like driving your car without insurance risky proposition no need to do it express vpn is a virtual private network that's what a vpn is computer speak to mean it's a private pipeline for your online information and searches to travel through no one else can see into it no one can spy on your messages or data Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, malls, airports, your online data is not secured. Any hacker can get access to your phone or laptop, steal your personal data. You won't know until it's too late with your info stolen on the dark web. Super easy to use. Download the app once, one click, and you're ready to go. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck. That's expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck. You get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Buck Sexton. Millions of you are downloading podcasts, making sure you don't miss a single moment of the show. We appreciate all your support. You can go give us five stars if you have the time as well. And uh, hopefully we can set another record for downloads. Monster numbers in August. I think we're going to have a lot in September as well. Going to talk about the People's Republic of Los Angeles and what exactly is going on with the L.A. County vaccine mandate that became a uh, announced rule. Guess what? Immediately after Gavin Newsom's situation. But first, let's take a call Paul in Toronto, Canada has been waiting with us for a little while. Paul, what you got for us? Hey, thank you guys for having me on your show. I'm an infectious diseases epidemiologist with uh, expertise in COVID. I've been working in this for about 19 months. 
So I wanted to just raise the points here. Um, our focus, my work is in early treatment, which is that uh, early treatment existed uh, absent of the vaccine that we could have used to close this thing out. I'm saying here openly, I'm sharing my view based on all of the science right now. Children are not candidates for these vaccines under yes. any circumstance. They've not been safety tested, the vaccines. They provide no opportunity for benefit for children, only potential opportunity for harms. And we are seeing the harms that have emerged in the CDC's various database. And the adverse events, the deaths, <clears throat> this is a very serious issue. And children have a natural protection that if we bypass it and we inject into the deltoid, into the arm, we could get levels of death occurring in children in the United States similar to what we're seeing in the adults reported in the CDC's adverse database, which only captures 1%. And already we have 14,000 deaths. The purpose of this call is this. When we look at the Israeli data today, we see that the Israel implemented its booster program, two shots, August 1. When we plot the graphs, we saw that the infections were going up steadily. But what is very interesting and staggering is if you look at August 1 onwards to now, you see that the infections have exploded. In fact, what it, what it is showing is that the booster program, the third shot, not only did not stop the transmission, it exploded the transmission. And we are arguing that the vaccinated persons are carrying such a high viral load in their, in their mouths, in their oral cavities and nasal pharyngeal passage. They are contributing to the spread. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This has been false by the CDC and NIH. This is a pandemic of the vaccinated because when you look at the data out of UK, <clears throat> most updated data is up to date. We see that the persons who have died infected with Delta, 70% of the deaths reported by Britain today, today, are those who are double vaccinated. So what the media is saying is a complete misleading to the public. And there's a recent study, very seminal, out of Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. <clears throat> they had 69 healthcare workers who were confined to their facility for two weeks, locked down. And these healthcare workers were double vaccinated. <clears throat> what did they find? They find with this lockdown that um, the healthcare workers all transmitted the virus to each other because they typed the virus molecularly to see. So the spread was within that facility. But more importantly, the research published in Lancet showed that the healthcare workers had a viral load 251 times, 251 times viral load for the Delta. But Paul, can I ask, Paul, can I ask you how... Just and just so because for everyone listening, you're you've called in. You said you're an epidemiologist based in Canada. Clearly, you're very conversant in the studies and the situation going on here. How is it yes. possible medically? Let's just say possible, not proven yet, that somebody who would be vaccinated could have 250 times more viral particle than somebody who's unvaccinated exposed to the virus. Could you just give us an understanding of how that could happen? Well, we, okay, but first of all, I do have expertise in this. I live in the United States. I'm in Toronto today. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were Canadian, uh, Canada-based, but go, so, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, no, but, but, but hold on. I'm an infectious disease epidemiologist. Okay, the reality is that we've always known that you never, ever vaccinate during 
an ongoing epidemic or pandemic. That is a virologist's greatest fear because you drive the emergence of the, the variants and the mutations. It is vaccination. You are putting evolutionary selection pressure on the pathogen, and it is selecting variants that are highly more infectious, not lethal, because it does not want to kill the host. It wants to survive, so it's mutating downwards. Mueller's ratchet, it will mutate downwards. Highly infectious, and those that are highly infectious, very ease of transmission will be selected forward. And those are the ones that are going to be the new dominant variant. So we were doing that. We always had about 12 variants in the background that uh, in India, etc. And India vaccinated with the Sinovac as an example. And then the Delta spread. It became the dominant variant for exactly how I just explained. And then what we are realizing now is the, the Pfizer vaccine that we have existing right now in the United States Clearly in Israel, because Pfizer vaccine is the Israeli vaccine, it just does not hit the Delta anymore. The, the Delta bypasses the antibodies that the, that the vaccine produces. So you are literally at zero. When you take a vaccine today, you need to understand something. The Wuhan strain, the Wuhan, the original strain, February 2020, was what Operation Warp Street built those vaccines on. What we have existing today is the Delta variant. That Wuhan is long gone, a year now, doesn't exist. You are being vaccinated for a vaccine that will fail. I want you to listen to my words, will fail. And those doing it, those in public health, the medical doctors know this. There is no vaccine that could confer immunity, like naturally acquired immunity. Those with natural immunity, and, and another thing to show you, Gazette et al. just published a paper, preprint, out of Israel. And why Israel again is because Israel was the first out of the box with Pfizer, has the most complete data, the most population vaccinated today. They just published a study that was stunning and it should turn this whole vaccine issue on its head now and should stop this garbage by the CDC and NIH about natural immunity is not a prominent issue and doesn't really exist. That is bogus BS. So let me just ask you, this is, you've obviously shared a lot of information from your perspective with us, Paul. Let me just ask you this. Science is not my perspective. Yeah. Okay. Data. I'm just giving you the side that you don't hear. I, I appreciate that. Is it your perspective then, based on your knowledge and expertise, that the only way to end COVID in the United States or anywhere in the world is natural immunity? Well, first of all, to answer, I appeared on Rush three times before. God bless him. I admire that man. Anyway, let me answer your question. The only way to end this today with the Delta is this. We strongly double down, triple down protection of the high-risk elderly in the nursing homes. For the first time, we have never done it in the United States, Canada, Britain. Our nursing homes have been the killing fields. We need to step up and do it first. That is primary. While we are protecting the elderly for the first time, we implement some quick public service on vitamin D, telling the public, get your house in order fitness-wise, cut 15 to 20 pounds. Obesity has emerged as the principal superloaded risk factor. Third, while we are doing that, we offer the elderly in the nursing homes early outpatient treatment. We have antivirals that work. We give it to them if they get infected. Why? We will get them through the infection. They will clear it. They will become naturally immune and survive. No hospitalization or death. 
That's the problem. When we put them in the hospital, they will die. At the emergency room door, you're at 40% increased risk. And fourth, the last part of this puzzle is you allow the rest of the society, the infants, the children, the teenagers, the young, the middle-aged who are healthy and well, you allow the well in society to live a largely unfettered life, free, no masks, free, and let them face the pathogen like we've done for every pathogen. They will become population level naturally immune. And there is no vaccine, not these narrow spike specific conferred vaccine immunity that is bogus. Natural immunity is robust, complete, durable, and lifelong. We have evidence today of people well, we, from the we, 1918 Spanish flu. Paul, we are seeing that the immunity has survived 100 years. Paul, we really we appreciate the, the whirlwind of information and, and uh, analysis here. We do have to, uh, have to get uh, to our commercials. Thank you so much, though, for being with us, calling in. Clay, you know, we, we can unpack this a little bit in a minute. Also, I think we got to get that transcript. First of all, I want to know, because we have a lot of docs listening. Yes. I just want to know, okay, so this guy calls in an epidemiologist, obviously super articulate, smart guy, right? So, and, and very conversed in, in all the, the Israeli data and everything else. Are there other docs listening, I mean, of our audience who are like, yeah, this guy's right. This guy gets it. I'm just curious if we can get a little bit of that affirmation. Doctor only calls one. Uh, I mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, because I'm sitting here saying all that he's saying tracks with yeah. what I've re- read and what yes. I've heard from doctors and back channels. So I'm wondering if anybody else who has an MD or is an epidemiologist can track with some of this. But we'll we'll come back into man. That was a call. That was uh, yeah, that was uh, en fuego. We'll come back yeah. in a second. Speaking of immunity, if we've learned anything since 2020, there's nothing quite as important as a powerful immune system for your overall health. That's why over 20 years ago, naturopathic doctor Dennis Black of Texas invented Texas Superfood. Texas Superfood, the original superfood. With 55 vine-ripened fruits and vegetables, plus probiotic and digestive enzymes, you can build your body's defense from the inside out. Look, I learned from Dr. Black how important your immune system is and how it needs to detect, deflect, and destroy bacteria you come into contact with. And people have known this for a long time. You know how your, your mom and dad, your grandparents maybe told you to eat your fruits and veggies? They're right. But with busy schedules, that can be kind of hard. That's why Texas Superfood is the safety net for the American diet. If you can't, won't, or don't eat all your fruits and veggies every day, Texas Superfood was made for you. Start boosting your immune system for under $2 a day. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. That's TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. We just had Paul in Toronto, or he's in Toronto right now. He's not actually Canadian, running through, from his perspective, everything COVID-related. And we've got a bunch of doctors who want to weigh in, I believe. But we'll start with Julian in Tupelo, Mississippi, Julian, what did you think of Paul? Are you also a doctor? Yes, I'm an internal medicine subspecialist. I'm a fellow of the American College of Physicians. And uh, I thought your guest from Toronto just nailed it. I mean, I've been reading avidly about this uh, epidemic since its outset. And uh, uh, there's another epidemiologist, a guy named John Ianidis. Yes, at Stanford. It was published right right in slate in march that uh, nailed what the mortality rate of this virus was going to be based on the diamond princess uh uh microcosm and yes right so so yes and and what he said comports exactly with what i've seen in my practice here uh i've had patients uh die who had been previously vaccinated i've seen some pretty serious vaccine related uh toxicities and uh, it do you feel by the way julian we hear from a lot of doctors that they don't feel like they can speak out because it's somewhat of a like science has a variety of perspectives and opinions and it's as if if you say anything other than the vaccine is the greatest thing that's ever been existed in human history that you you're a monster who wants grandparents to die yeah right right well you know 50 years ago most physicians were uh, in private practice and businessmen now most of them are are hired by corporate entities. That's right. I work for I work for a corporate entity, so you know, I, I could be censored or censured. Uh, well, thank so, you for the call. Yeah, we yeah, want appreciate to it, get man. a couple Paul, of Julian, doctors. Thank in. you, Gretchen in Reading, Pennsylvania, family medical practitioner. Gretchen, thanks so much. Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. So, what I do you totally, think about our caller before? Totally, one hundred percent agree. Um, I actually am a locum tenens doctor, and I uh, have uh, 
I worked over in the prison system in Hawaii before the vaccination came out. And uh, I obviously survived. Uh, of the 291 prison occupants, um, they, uh, there was the 18 that did, never got the virus. They should study them. And obviously were exposed to it. And I had no one die. But uh, the, the therapy they were doing at the time was convalescent plasma. Um, didn't have really, they weren't using the other uh, cheaper and effective generic uh, therapeutics. Um, so, um, Gretchen, can I ask, does, does it track for you yeah. what he said about the vaccinated because of the because of the process of how viruses evolve and react to vaccines during an ongoing pandemic? Does it track that you could have people who are vaccinated who are actually spreading who who have a higher viral load to spread while in many cases having no symptoms does that medically make sense to you as a possibility you can be an asymptomatic shedder you can shed the virus yes but could it be uh, in greater numbers though for the vaccinated in some cases than the unvaccinated because that was the claim that he made that is what's happening it's this is a disease of the vaccinated at this point because i mean i am not vaccinated and uh, I uh, obviously was exposed to uh, coronavirus. Or you, you have um, natural antibodies then yourself? I haven't gotten checked. I have not gotten checked, but okay. I do. I mean, I take care of myself. I eat, try to eat properly. I'm not overweight. And I also take the therapeutic the vitamin D levels good, um, that NAC, NAC, um, which there's been studies previously using that in elderly to fight flu virus. Um, and, Thank you, by uh, the way. I want to get to, sorry to cut you off, Gretchen, okay. but I want to get to That's one okay. more MD so we can get three of them reacting. Michael in Auburn, California, uh, reacting to the call from Paul. Uh, we need you to be a little bit fast here because we're finishing off the hour, but did you agree with the substance of what he was saying? The answer is yes, in short. And I'll make this quick so I don't sound so pretentious. I have two COVID treatment patents pending, and I have uh, recently FDA-approved uh, investigational drug for a cancer vaccine going into trial soon. So not to sound pretentious, but I just wanted to let you have that background. I'm writing a white paper on this about first do no harm. And I think what he was missing, uh, he everything he said I agreed with, but I think he was missing a few things to help uh, the people understand what's going on. If you look at your whole hand and consider that the virus and those spike proteins you've heard about are the fingers, you're only vaccinated with the fingernail. When someone is naturally immune, they make antibodies against the whole hand, including the fingers. So uh, it's also less likely that that will have a chance to mutate, but it is more likely to mutate and give you some variants in the vaccinated people. And in the naive, meaning uninfected, hey, the, the virus is happy. It's not even going to mutate. Did that make some sense? Yes, it yeah, does make well sense. Said. And I've heard Thank other, so I, by the, the way, Michael, I've, I've heard other MDs that I know personally explain it in a very similar fashion. So. How about we got, the fact uh, we could just say, hey, call in and analyze an incredibly detailed call, whether or not it's true. Fantastic. Ted Cruz next. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.